Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. The Saturday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance your current home, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home loan solutions that fit your life. Rocket can. All right, for the second consecutive weekend, the NFL has done none, no favors to the college basketball world. Last week was Tom Brady returning to action with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this week, a lot of NFL movement, free agents, and one massive trade with Deshaun Watson going to the Cleveland Browns. We're going to get a Cleveland perspective uh, coming up here with Dow Ryder, the Browns reporter for 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. DR Jody Mack, thanks for coming on. Bet you didn't see this one coming. Did not. I uh, double and triple checked the tweets on uh, Thursday afternoon when it came down that Deshaun Watson was reversing course and uh, choosing the Cleveland Browns. But, uh, yeah, no, I did, didn't see it coming because the Browns were the first team that he eliminated uh, after the Browns met with him on Tuesday in Houston. They were out uh, Thursday morning. He goes to bed. He wakes up Friday morning reconsiders the Browns say we'll give you 230 million reasons to choose us and Deshaun said yep that'll work and so here we are Deshaun Watson is a Cleveland Brown and you know I'm okay with the Browns basically coming in and blowing everyone out of the water with a financial offer that's sports that's business and they made a business decision we'll see if it works out for them or not but it is certainly within their purview but anyone who's going to try and go down the road and tell me this wasn't about money, please stop. It's rather obvious that that's why Deshaun Watson is now a Cleveland Brown. The Browns blew him away with an offer, right? Yeah, and and I, look, I'm sure there are 31, or I should say 30, because Houston was, uh, I'm sure, glad to get this whole situation over. But 30 other owners in the NFL not too thrilled with uh, Jimmy Haslam and the Haslam Sports Group, who own the Cleveland Browns. For get, not only giving him two hundred and thirty million dollars, but guaranteeing each and every one of those dollars, which is not how the NFL does business. Uh, you know, to guarantee that volume of money, Aaron Rodgers uh, got one hundred and fifty million guaranteed from the Packers to stay in Green Bay, and that got blown out of the water by eighty million dollars. So. Um, yeah, I, and not only is this a, uh, a blockbuster trade, a landmark contract, but it very well could alter how the National Football League does business with high-profile free agents going forward. 
That's a very good point. Uh, guaranteed money is going to become the want, the need of every free agent who is on the level. And there aren't many on the level of Deshaun Watson talent-wise, but that is going to be the new norm. Let us uh, thank Daryl Ryder from uh, 92.3 The Fan. Cleveland hopping on, talking Browns football with us. Uh, you mentioned that there are other teams that might not be happy with the Browns as of right now. I'm going to guess that there's also an individual in uh, New York who kind of runs the league. He's called the commissioner, Roger Goodell, who's none too pleased because the Browns gave him a basic veteran minimum salary for year one and tied everything else into bonus money. So if there is a suspension still to come for Deshaun Watson, he's not losing a whole heck of a lot of money. Again, as a business decision, if that's what you needed to get Deshaun Watson to sign off on coming to your team, you got to do what you got to do. But will there be any blowback from uh, 345 Park Avenue for the Browns? Well, uh, the Browns didn't do anything uh, out of the ordinary. They didn't break any rules. So there's not much that the commissioner should be able to say about that as far as the uh, alleged off-the-field conduct involving Deshaun Watson. Well, the NFL made it very clear on Friday that it, you know they are standing firm. Their investigation is proceeding, and if they determine that he, in fact, did violate the conduct policy, they absolutely reserve the right under the terms of the collective bargaining agreement to discipline him accordingly. And with the Browns bringing in Jacoby Brissett on Saturday here, it you know once again the Browns are insulating themselves. Should Watson be disciplined from the league, but he's not going to suffer much in the way of financial accountability from the National Football League. The financial accountability, if there is to be any, is going to have to come through the uh, the civil court system. Well, and uh, those court those cases continue to move on, and uh, certainly the Browns would hope that they can come to some kind of a conclusion rather quickly, but uh, you can't always control that. All right, you mentioned Jacoby Brissett being brought in as the new backup quarterback. That is in case Deshaun Watson is facing uh, a suspension for this upcoming year. They certainly believe uh, Brissett gives them a better chance to win with Watson out than uh, their, their previous uh, backup quarterback. Um, did that open up a door? Did Jacoby Brissett sign with the Browns just because he knew there was a possibility he was going to start? Had they been pursuing Brissett before the deal with uh, Deshaun came down? What do you know about uh, how uh, he uh, came about becoming a Brown? Well, what happened is is once they uh, officially moved on from Baker Mayfield uh, by bringing in Deshaun Watson, uh, they went ahead and decided – might as well get someone who can uh, run whatever style offense that the Browns are going to modify to suit Watson. And, and uh, the impression I get is that they, they feel like Jacoby Percet will be able to do that a little better uh, than Case Keenum, whom they have traded to Buffalo for a, uh, a seventh-round pick, I believe. So um, it is a complete reshaping of that quarterback room. Of course, they still have to actually trade Baker Mayfield, but they're certainly going to do that on their own terms. But uh, I, you know, Andrew Barry right now, the, the general manager of the Browns seems to be playing chess while some others are, are uh, playing checkers and he's, he's doing a great job. They're, they're, they're one of the reasons they've not even announced the Deshaun Watson trade just yet is they are m- maneuvering the salary cap. They restructured some of Amari Cooper's uh, contract into bonus money and and uh, added some voidable years on the back end so they could lower his salary cap hit this year because they have to fit in Watson. They got to fit in Cooper. 
They try, you know, they'd like to bring Jadavian Clowney back. Maybe they bring back Jarvis Landry too. So right now they are uh, turning the salary cap into fairy dust to uh, try and get this team uh, a Super Bowl contender right away here in 2022. And they are not the only team that's going about it. We found out there's a lot of creative accounting going down in the NFL this week with the start of free agency. All right. Uh, what, what, what is the belief as to what the value for Baker Mayfield will be on the open market? You can only make the trade at the time you decide to do so, and the Browns are kind right. of forced to do so now. Um, he was the number one pick in the draft just four years ago. We, I don't think there's any way they get a one. Can they get a day two pick for him? Is it going to be a day three? How hard do they try and hold the line? There's no way they keep all three of these quarterbacks around. At some point, Baker's got to go. What do you think the time frame and what do you think the value of Baker on the open market is? Well, Baker's uh, scheduled to make over uh, $18 million guaranteed that fifth-year option on the rookie contract. So he absolutely will be moved. Uh, they, they, they just they, Financially, they can't keep Baker Mayfield. So he will be moved. Um, I, I, I got to think that Andrew Berry is looking at a uh, second-round pick for Baker. Uh, maybe, at worst, a conditional three that, based on playing time, can be turned into a two. Right. But you're right. I don't think Baker would bring the Browns a first-round draft pick. Who knows? I mean, look. A couple years ago, the Browns traded Trent Richardson to the Indianapolis Colts for a first-round pick. Um, I'm not saying that that's going to happen again, but you, you never know when, when these uh, negotiations take place. But the impression I get, looking for a day-two pick, at worst a three you can, that can potentially turn into a two, but the hope seems to be that they can get a second-round pick. Colts, Seahawks, at least from my standpoint, appear to be the most logical destinations for Baker. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a lot of interest coming out of Carolina for uh, Mayfield. The Houston Texans weren't all that interested in acquiring Mayfield as part of the Deshaun Watson trade. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how this trade market kind of plays out. The good thing for the Browns right now is that uh, Baker's a lot better than uh, some of these free agent quarterbacks that are going to be available uh, here in free agency as well as the draft. This is not a draft class that is thought to be very uh, quarterback uh, uh, talented, if you will. Yep. Um, that's, that's not to say someone can't, you know, become the next Tom Brady. Don't get me wrong there, but, you know, this is not one of the – this isn't the class of 2018 where people are wringing their hands over which of the five quarterbacks they should take with the, the first, second, third, fourth pick in the draft. Daryl Ryder from uh, 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland, their Browns reporter, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. Another name you mentioned that uh, intrigues me because I know he's out there on the open market, but I've not heard his name tied to any other teams, Jarvis Landry. I know that they decided when they made the Amari Cooper trade to move on for Jarvis, but you're saying the lines of communication have stayed open between he and the Browns? If he wants to play with Deshaun Watson, that might be an intriguing reason to rejoin the team, but don't kid ourselves. It almost always comes down to money. They're juggling a lot of balls at this time. Do you really think they have a chance to get Jarvis Landry back into the fold? I do. He was a salary cap casualty. This was not a situation where the team was unhappy with Jarvis. He was his cap number was over sixteen million dollars. He was scheduled to make just over fourteen in actual cash in the final year of that five-year, seventy-five million dollar extension that he had signed with the Browns after being traded to them in twenty eighteen from uh, Miami. So 
Uh, unfortunately, last year, uh, uh, a partially torn MCL uh, limited him. Uh, the stagnant offense limited him. But the Browns would love to get Jarvis Landry back. And if they can't, whoever gets Jarvis Landry is not only getting a tremendous player, they're getting a tremendous person and leader as well. Jarvis is a big reason why the, the Browns have been able to change things behind the scenes culturally, especially within that locker room. Of course, everybody remembers that hard knock speech that went viral uh, in, in 2018 during training camp. It's more than just that. He's more than just, you know, giving speeches, pumping guys up. He just he brings a lot of intangible energy uh, to a locker room. So, yeah, absolutely, the Browns would welcome him back with open arms if they can come to an agreement on a number. I'm not convinced that's going to happen. I think Jarvis can probably get more money on the open market right now. But, uh, yeah, the lines of communication are open. And, I, and, you know, maybe there's an outside chance they can bring him back as the number two receiver behind Amari Cooper. Remember, they don't have the number 13 pick in the draft anymore, and they do need a number two receiver in this offense for Watson. When the Browns had success the last two years, certainly more so two years ago than this past year, but uh, generally speaking, when they had success on offense, it was because they were running the football and running it very effectively. You didn't give Deshaun Watson two hundred and thirty football, a two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed over the next five years to hand the football off. How drastically is the Browns' offense going to change with Watson at quarterback as compared to what it's been the last two years under Mayfield? Well, I think it's going to change. And look, I think Watson really fits in with uh, Bill Callahan, the offensive line coach, the wide scheme, or I should say, the wide zone blocking scheme that he has implemented. Wyatt Teller who just got paid last year with an extension. He's one of the best pull guards in the NFL. As you know, Watson likes to work outside the pocket, similar to Lamar Jackson. He can tuck it and run it. He's got 17 career uh, rushing touchdowns, over 1,600 rushing yards for his career well as well. So he fits beautifully, I think, behind this offensive line. And so I, I do feel like that part of the, the running attack it was – somewhat predicated on how they felt about Baker Mayfield because the proof is in the pudding, right? If they really felt that Baker Mayfield was their franchise quarterback, they would have extended him. They wouldn't have even flown to Houston to talk to Deshaun Watson. Uh, and, and now, obviously, they're going to move off of, of Baker and, and trade him. So um, I'm not saying that was solely the reason why uh, during their playoff season of 2020 when they really effectively used that one-two combination of Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, you give it to Chubb for a couple of series, he gets tired, bring in Kareem for the, the next uh, couple of series. And then Chubb's fresh, you put him back on the field, and, that, and that's what they were doing. They just, it was just punch, counterpunch, left, right, hook, uh, you know, yep. uh, coming out of the backfield. But the formula was get the lead in the first half, go into the locker room at halftime, and then it's Chubb and Hunt time uh, in the second half. And they just wore teams out that way. That formula didn't work last year for a variety of reasons. And so, I, you know, that's not – when you look at the landscape of the NFL today, yeah, you need a strong running game, of course, but it's not a running league. It is a prolific passing league. And I will give the Browns some credit for realizing they didn't have it. You know, you look at Cincinnati and the Rams who uh, you know, competed in the Super Bowl. Rams, of course, won the whole thing. Buffalo with Josh Allen, Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. You look at these teams, the elite teams in the NFL, they've got prolific passing offenses. 
Browns didn't have a single 600-yard receiver last year. That's just not uh, a winning formula in today's NFL. Deshaun Watson's capable of throwing for over 4,000 yards a, uh, a season. He's capable of throwing for in the mid-30s in touchdowns. He'll add some on the ground. Uh, he has a very low interception count for his career as well. He doesn't turn the football over. And that's what you need to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender at that position. Now the Browns have it. Daryl, you gave us some very good stats and numbers and beliefs as to what Deshaun Watson could do on the football field. He's had a ton of success, and that's why Cleveland gave up three first-round picks and another pick and a swap pick to get his talents into their mix. But there is more to it than that. The alleged incidents that are still playing themselves out in the court of law I need you to put your finger on the pulse of the Browns fans in Cleveland. And you work for uh, the biggest uh, listening ground there, 92.3 The Fan. I'm sure there are some fans that are ecstatic about adding a talent like Deshaun Watson. I'm sure there are some fans that are disgusted that they added someone who's facing what Deshaun Watson is facing and being accused of what he's being accused of. Which is outweighing the other right now? Fans that are happy that Deshaun Watson is now a Brown or fans that are swearing off their Brown fandom because he's now their quarterback? Honestly, I think it's split right down the middle. For every fan that's ready to run the parade down East 9th Street in celebration, you have uh, another that is uh, just, quite frankly, uh, appalled, <laughs> repulsed uh, by uh, this trade and, and bringing Deshaun uh, to Cleveland. And a lot of those are women and unfortunately a lot of those women themselves are victims of uh, sexual assault personal story uh since this trade uh has uh been made public three uh, female friends of mine close personal friends of mine have reached out to me and confided in me that they themselves are victims of sexual harassment it broke my heart i had no idea uh two of them uh, by the time they had the courage to to report the crime, uh, it was too late. There was nothing law enforcement could do. There was nothing the courts could do. And uh, so, you know, this is something that the Browns are going to have to deal with here. Uh, this, this, uh, you know, and it's deservedly so, this, this criticism for a large segment of their fan base, unhappy that, you know, this guy has been brought here with, these level of accusations. Now, he, what, he has not been charged with a crime. A grand jury has decided uh, not to charge him uh, with a crime or indict him. Uh, the only course of action that these uh, 22 accusers have are through the civil courts. You know, before the Browns met him on Tuesday, Watson was given a deposition uh, for a couple of those lawsuits. And that is going to continue until all that gets resolved uh, through the, the, the civil court system. Um, you know, Kareem Hunt, uh, the Browns have a little experience. They've, they signed Kareem Hunt just a couple of uh, months after that horrific video of him, uh, you know, uh, hitting and, and kicking uh, a woman outside uh, a downtown Cleveland Hotel in the hallway there. Uh, TMZ published the ugly video. Yep. Kansas City cut him immediately. But Kareem has been a model citizen uh, outside of one minor traffic stop. He goes to high schools talks to kids, tells them about his experience, the things that he has done wrong, and, and he's rehabilitated his image and, in fact, earned a contract extension from the Browns. So uh, the Browns do have uh, some history and some experience dealing with controversy uh, and, and the abuse of, of 
you know, women here, but um, they are going to have uh, a lot of damage to repair from a large uh, segment of their female fan base. No, I know this for a fact. It's going to keep you very busy. It's going to keep the phone lines ringing in Cleveland through years. And it's uh, started as soon as the deal was announced, and it's not going to stop anytime soon. Uh, we'll see how it plays itself out on the field, but that's going to take a back seat, at least here to start. Thank you for jumping in the front seat with us, giving us some insight today. Daryl, thank you very much for hopping on board. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Daryl Ryder, uh, Browns reporter for 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. Bunch of things we can add to that and continue to unpack. If you've got a comment on it, that's why my phones are here. 855-212-4227. Get you on with the Mac, man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.